Hey guys, and welcome to a special edition of the Great Days Outdoors podcast network presented by Great Days Outdoors magazine, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing reports, whether they're good, bad, or ugly. I'm your host, Butch Theory, and I'm joined today with my trusty co-host, as always, Joe Byer. How are we doing today, Cap? Man, I guess if folks are hearing this show, that means I'm probably at the hospital potentially dealing with a new baby. That's I scary. Guess, hopefully, I'm doing okay. I'm not, I'm not no, sure how no I'm melt, doing, to be honest. a meltdown or two? <laughs> Well, man, I'm excited today. Uh, we're joined today with Fishing Chaos, Mr. John Caligas, the, the brains behind that operation. How are we doing today, John? Doing well. How yourself? Good, man. Welcome to the show. Really excited to get into this. What's the title of this show, Joe? What are we going to talk about today? Today, we're talking about the new age of fishing tournaments. There is a lot of shakeup happening in the world of fishing tournaments right now. We're going to get in everything new this week. Fishing Chaos, let us tell them a little bit more about everything that's going on nationwide, virtually, in person, within their platform. But before we do that, let's hear from this week's show sponsor. Are you looking for that one-of-a-kind gift for Father's Day? If so, head on over to greatdaysoutdoors.com and check out the best gifts for outdoorsmen 2021. We've curated a bunch of unique gift ideas to help you find an awesome gift for the outdoorsman on your list. Just head over to greatdaysoutdoors.com slash best gifts for outdoorsmen to check it out. And also SunSouth. If your to-do list requires work on the land, go see the folks at SunSouth. They listen to your needs so you get the right equipment, the right implements, at a price you can't afford. And during their spring sales event, you can save even more on quality John Deere equipment at SunSouth with 0% financing on select models like zero-turn mowers and compact utility tractors. For John Deere equipment, sales, parts, and service, go see the folks at SunSouth. Equipment for those that do. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Expires May 31st, 2021. And also brought to you by Photonis Defense is proud to offer the PD Pro line of night vision systems. The PD Pro series is the world's smallest and lightest night vision goggles built around the Photonis 16 millimeter filmless 4G image intensifier tubes and their hybrid filmless 18 millimeter image intensifier tubes. The ultra-light, ultra-compact night vision systems deliver cleanest image, best resolution, smallest, most transparent halo, and best overall performance and function of any night vision system available. The PD Pro line consists of the PD Pro M 16mm monocular, the PD Pro B 16mm binocular, and the PD Pro Q panoramic night vision system. Photonist Defense, Masters of Darkness. And also, the Floribama Fishing Rodeo is an annual fishing tournament held at the Floribama Alabama Old River Grill. Coined the Gulf Coast's funnest fishing tournament, this rodeo is fun for all ages. From kids to adults, there are more than 30 categories of fish, additional competitive divisions, low entry fees, and a ton of prizes. The fishing rodeo focuses on bringing families together for a fun weekend of fishing on the Gulf Coast. It's June 11th and 12th. And also brought to you by fish bites are you tired of scrambling for bait whenever you decide to go fishing have an artificial bait that's better than live bait ready to go at a moment's notice with fish bites it's easy to pack and travel with and shelf stable and not to mention tough with fish bites the bait stays on the hook and the fish stay on the bait check out the full line of scented saltwater and freshwater baits and tackle at fishbites.com and also brought to you by b&m pole company 
B&M Pole Company is the leading manufacturer of crappy poles in the world today. Their product line has evolved to include top quality gear for anglers who fish more than just for panfish, including their Sam Super Salt series designed for shallow water fishing for trout and redfish. These rods will deliver everything you need to catch these inshore fish at a great price. The genuine Portuguese cork handle feels great in your hand, and the exposed blank and touch system will add unbelievable sensitivity. Stainless guides are durable and flow smoothly. Check out their whole lineup at bnmpoles.com. Well, like we mentioned, this week's show is all about the new age of fishing tournaments. And to discuss that this week, we've got John Callagas, founder of Fishing Chaos, right out of Mobile, Alabama. John, welcome back to the show, man. It's been a while since we talked. Uh, 2020 was a shake-up year in the world of fishing tournaments, wasn't it? It absolutely was, good and bad. (laughs) Yeah, man. Well, I think mostly good from what from what we've talked about, you know, in advance of of this show. I think most of the things that have come out of this pandemic in the world of fishing tournaments has been it's been a good thing. It's gonna I think we're gonna see good results from it for years ahead. So let's jump right into it, man. I think the biggest thing that you've explained to me that that I just see is so different is there's a ton of new ways to compete in fishing tournaments. And I mean, I know if you give guys ways to earn points, they will comply. Men will die for points. That's a fact. So what are all the new ways to compete, man? I know we've got, uh, for the longest time, most fishing tournaments were, you know, kill the fish, bring it in, weigh it. You got the heaviest one, you win. What What's new out there? Yeah, well, we, uh, we still do those kind of tournaments, but uh, with COVID, a lot of that stuff has sort of changed. And um, during the, the whole pandemic, we actually ran almost 3,000 virtual tournaments. Virtual tournament doesn't necessarily mean a video game. It's, it's something where, you know, you can have anglers that, you know, fish and then submit their photos via the app. They can bring their fish to the tournament themselves. They can have a hybrid solution. We have tournaments that are now based on length. Uh, we have tournaments that are based on weight, points, counts uh, we actually actually have a couple of bass tournaments that do a the calculated weight with length and girth um, and so there's just a lot of different kinds of tournaments now besides just the physical in-person ones and you even told me there's even some new products that have come out of this format where you know i, I know now you're, you're able to use certain types of measuring devices where they can take that that length and that girth of that fish and pretty much come up with a a really spot-on estimated weight Right. We, we actually uh, are doing a tournament for a brand called uh, Bucket Mouth Brands, and they just released a new product called the Girthquake. <laughs> and uh, it sits on top of a typical measuring board. And so with one photo, you can see the length and the girth. And uh, we do all the, the back end work to calculate what that, that weight would be. It's so cool Fancy. to see what smartphones are allowing people to do now. And virtual tournaments, I mean, the ability to do that came about at just the right time, obviously, with us needing to be socially distanced and and those type of things. I can see why that has picked up. Do you see that trend going away as as we return back to normalcy and social distancing not being necessary anymore as more more people become vaccinated? Do you think virtual tournaments go away or do you think they're here to stay? Well, I think it's going to be a little bit of both. I I always compare it to the 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 new age of meetings you know i'll throw it back at you do you think the zoom meetings are going to stay or do you think they're going to go away more than likely you know people are understanding that they can you know have meetings virtually as opposed to face-to-face even so sometimes it's nice to be face-to-face so i think it's going to be a a mixture 
Uh, I do know that some of the tournaments that we picked up during the pandemic because of the social distancing, I would say probably 60 to 70% of them this year are continuing to do the virtual side. Uh, some of them have a hybrid solution. Uh, we're also looking at some of these tournaments where it's not even the, the pandemic that's, that's caused the issues. It's uh, sometimes the weather, like the, the freeze in Texas. Basically, all of the kill tournaments in Texas that are uh, you know, sponsored by some of the conservation groups, they're, not, they're no longer you know, having speckled trout kill tournaments. So any speckled trout tournament that the conservation groups are part of are all going to be catch photo released now. So it's not just the pandemic. It's also, you know, a, a different way of fishing uh, these tournaments. And I think a lot of people are not necessarily uh, intimidated by them. And so they can sort of fish at their leisure. Some of these tournaments are month long. Some of them are day long, week long. Uh, some of them are year long. And so, you know, you might not be able to get out there on a Saturday, but you could get out on a, a Tuesday and, and fish the tournament just, to, just as well. Yeah, you were talking about, uh, you know, those tournaments out in Texas kind of dealing with that freeze and, uh, you know, they're they're modifying the way they do things based on the, that fish kill that they had. But, you know, the other thing I, I think I see is it's so awesome that they can have these alternatives to kill tournaments. It's not to say that I'm against killing fish. I do like me a good fish fry <laughs> now. I'm not going to lie. But yep, it's the thing is, is that when you get people competing, you are putting in an, an, what I would say is an inordinate amount of pressure on the resource and giving people the ability to, to compete and compete legally, you know, with, legally with conservation in mind. Yeah. That's but, but, great but then not have it harm the resource. I mean, you were telling me that there was a, what a, a, a women's only tournament in Texas. How many redfish did they catch in the first four hours or something crazy? Uh, almost 700. Yeah. So, I mean, you just imagine that that could have, easily been a kill tournament you know so, the last 20 years it was well that is definitely a bright spot in the changes that have come from covid because now that's going to definitely benefit the, the resource and people that are uh, really thinking about conservation first one of the things that you pointed out to me and i man i don't i'm not a member of a fishing club i don't i don't think i've ever been a member of a fishing club have you butch Joe, you just weren't invited. I was, I was, I was in many clubs. You were the, well, that you, just weren't, you just weren't picked <laughs> for the sense. team. That's right. Well, it, there is like a lot of, you know, inward competition in the clubs. And I could understand why they wouldn't want me to be involved right. in those competitions right, because sure. unfair, you know, right. no I, doubt. I understand that, but I mean, in no, all seriousness, I think all it's a pretty new thing. What's up with all these clubs, man. Tell me about that. Yeah. So it, it ranges from middle school to high school to college, all the way to just the, the standard social club. Uh, a lot of people don't realize in Alabama, I think there's 970 high school fishing clubs. Wow. And, and that's just the, the beginning. I mean, there's just as many of the, you know, the, the guys that just meet on Thursday at the boat ramp. Um, and, and we offer the ability to manage all of that, including their, their dues, if there are dues, full you know, communication with your club, uh, you can spin up a tournament real time. You know, you could want to go fishing on Thursday afternoon and spin that tournament up in five minutes and then have a five person tournament, or you could have a, you know, a thousand person tournament on a Saturday with the same club. Uh, so it's, it's totally different way of thinking from a, from a fishing side, but it's also kids are now starting to get full ride scholarships to clubs. There's no real way for recruiting. So when you're fishing these high school tournaments, you definitely want to keep track of all of your winnings and everything like that. So that when these colleges start to recruiting, recruiting you, they can sort of look at, you know, 
how many wins you have, top 10 finishes, just like they were able to do in football and basketball and baseball. Yeah, I was just thinking about baseball. You know, it's become yeah. – you got to play travel ball and you got to do this. And it's it's become more competitive down at the, you know, high school, even even Much little younger. league level. Oh, yeah, looking back, I mean, same thing with every – I mean, everything. The more you can track, the more they're going to watch. I mean, uh, I know getting into dental school, for example, you know, they're looking way, way back in your – in your records, your academic records. So I could see that as another way to do that. And they're going to do that. And this just proves your consistency over time. Speaking back to the virtual tournaments though, I think the coolest thing for me that I've seen come out of that just for my own sensibilities, I guess, is the ability to compete in multiple different locations. I've always, you know, growing up in Alabama, there's one thing you can say about Alabamians. I don't think anybody would disagree with me on this. We don't just think, we know we are the best hunters and anglers around. I mean, like, we'll gladly, you know, like, yeah, y'all's, y'all's fish are stupid. You know, I mean, like, they, you can need to come on over here and see what we got going on. Yeah, them, them, <laughs> deer in, them deer in Illinois just surrender, you know? Yeah, right. They just pretty much just. Our deer are yeah, way smarter. Right. So, you know, but now you can level the playing field, right? You've got guys competing in multiple different bodies of water with the same species of fish. Is that right? Or, or That's tell right, me all man. the different ways people are, are geo competing. Yeah. So we, we have uh, regional tournaments. We have nationwide tournaments. We have local water tournaments. Um, yeah. We have a couple that you know, scan North America. So you have Canada and Mexico included. Um, but then you have, you know, some of these tournaments that are virtual and, you know, it's nationwide, but you want to compete against similar regions. So a lot of these uh, nationwide tournaments, uh, like uh, kayak bass fishing, for example, is one of our largest clubs. I think collectively they have about 60,000 members across the U.S. Uh, we manage all their tournaments. They put over, I think, on 400 or so tournaments a year. Um, they're part of over 2,000 tournaments a year. And they've done it for the last five years, so they know exactly how to do it correctly. And what they do is they set up regions. And so you might be fishing, you know, Alabama versus Alabama in one state or in one leaderboard, but then you also have region one, which might include California, Texas, and Florida on the, the bass side, because that sort of puts it on an equal playing field. And then you have the, you know, Northeast guys fishing against the Northeast guys, and you have the Midwest guys fishing against the Midwest guys. And some of these tournaments, they're just purely virtual. And so they end up with each state having its own leaderboard or each region having its own leaderboard. And then you also have the ones that just use it for qualifiers. And then they all descend on one lake, maybe in like October or something before the end of the year. And they have a fish off of all the winners of all the different regions, which is pretty unique. That is um, cool. I love that yeah. format. It's intense. It is oh, intense. Yeah. So I wonder if, I wonder if uh, my brain goes to home field advantage, you know, if like if they pick a neutral site for the fish off to be, or is it somebody going to have the home advantage? Well, so great. Uh, it's almost like I asked you to ask that, which I didn't. Um, <laughs> we, we just finished a bracket tournament, which was just like March Madness. Uh, it's actually put on by a group called KBBT, which is Kayak Bass Bracket Tour. Um, and, and what they did is they went nationwide on the uh, 64. It was a you know, group of 64 anglers. And then they did the 32 and the Sweet 16 all nationwide. But they, they ranked each other based on locations. Uh, and then what they did, uh. when you get to the Elite Eight, everybody, they don't know which lake they're fishing, but they get a, uh, a week rest. And then they're told which lake they're going to fish. And they all go and stay in one 
you know, large house and sort of make a big, a big deal about it, but they're fishing a, uh, a relatively unpopular lake. And so it is a, you know, competitiveness cool. and, and it, you know, when these guys are putting up in five fish, they're putting up like 110 inches, um, which a, a lot of this virtual stuff is length based, but you, you'll start looking at leaderboards a little bit differently, but they put up 110 inches in the, the round of 32. And then when they went to this lake in Tennessee that nobody except one of the anglers has ever fished the last final two, the winner had 16.5 inches <laughs> wow. and, and the second place at 12.5. So uh, it definitely was a, was a grind there. Well, and that pretty like much that. answered your question about yep. whether or not there's a home field. Right. <laughs> exactly. No, I like that. I think that makes it way more uh, competitive. I was hoping that that was going to be the answer. Well, I and, just like the fact that I could see that other anglers suck as bad as that. <laughs> right. You know, right. Makes me feel better about myself. Well, and, and that's one thing we added because we, we do have tournaments that have thousands and thousands of anglers. One of the things we added very quickly uh, was the find me feature. So if you're fishing the tournament, you can easily click a button that says find me and it will find you in all of the leaderboards, whether you're first place or 700th place. You know, one of the other things that has been very interesting about watching you guys really transform fishing tournaments has been how many different species there are to compete within. I mean, that was one of the things, you know, growing up as saltwater anglers and I didn't really get into bill fishing until I was a teenager and get to see that side of, of, of fishing tournaments. So, you know, in our world, the big hoorah was the Alabama deep sea fishing rodeo and all the different categories of, of saltwater species that were available to fish for, because there are so many different species, but now, man, you can compete. If you're the bowfin guy, there's a, there's a tournament for you. Tell me about some of the different <laughs> stuff that's out there besides bass. Yeah. So, um, we actually, we have quite a few snakehead tournaments on our platform. That's more than Northern snakeheads, uh, very similar to a lionfish in this area. They are invasive species up there. So they will have kill tournaments as well as catch photo release tournaments for those guys. Um, we also have a lot of brown trout, rainbow trout. We have, uh, tournaments that include brown and rainbow trout in the same leaderboard as speckle trout, which since you're able to cross regions, you're able to have salt and freshwater in the same, in the same categories, <laughs> which you've never really seen that before. And then, you know, trout's like we we're talking trout's about trout. Yep. Yeah. That's but right. trout's a trout. But, um, <laughs> one of the other things we, we also had a fishing tournament that just for a, a nice conservation side and, and, you know, earth friendly side of the fishing tournaments, they had an entire division, uh, with counts of trash bags. And I think the, the winner actually had 180 bags of trash they picked up and each one was photographed and submitted in. That's really cool. <laughs> That's, That's really cool. I mean, you could do that. Like, you know, they do all the trash picks up pickups around here and you could do that for, like, you could have a, have a trash bag rodeo pretty much. Well, in some of these tournaments where you have like a, you know, Hey, if there's a tie, it's, you know, the first fish that's weighed in or, or there's a, uh, there's like a multiplier. If you release your fish versus kill your fish, now we're going to have a multiplier for how many, you know, plastic bottles you pick. Yeah. I don't hate that idea. (laughs) That's not bad. Hey, John, Leave we it better talking, than you found it. No doubt. That's the goal. Uh, tell me a little bit about the trifecta you were telling me about earlier, John. Yeah. So the, the trifecta is a pretty unique, uh, tournament around here that, um, we actually have quite a few big sponsors for that. Uh, it's put on by Realtree Fishing, Fish USA, Fins Apparel, Kurt Tillman of Captain Kurt, plus uh, Kurt, Captain Kurt Charters, plus a lot, a lot of other sponsors. But 
you know, in the Alabama area, it's a sort of a unique situation we're in for the first weekend of snapper season. We, uh, I can't remember the last time red snapper, triggerfish, and amberjack was all open at the same day. Yep. So um, what we've done is we've just spun up a, a tournament that um, has multiple different weigh-in locations, and and it's going to be a boat tournament. So it's just one ticket per boat. It's um, a red snapper category, first through third prize, first through third place. Uh, triggerfish first through third, amberjack first through third. And then we also have a slam division that aggregates your top fish in every division and then adds them all together. Um, we also have a cash jackpot, um, $100 buy-in for each of the, uh, the, each of the fish, which uh, with a 100% payout, which is sort of unique. Um, this is also, there's no real overhead of this tournament. That's another unique part about doing, you know, some things virtual and some things physical. This will be a physical weigh-in. And since it is going to be Memorial Day weekend, it's uh, hence the name chaos. There's going to be a lot of boats out there. And so in order to have some places to weigh in, we actually have multiple weigh-in locations for this tournament. And there's still growing. Um, and we're, with our system, we're able to limit the number of tickets per weigh-in. So if, uh, you know, if a group in Orange Beach can only accept maybe 20 boats, we can have 20 tickets for them. Dolphin Island, we might can have a couple hundred Fort Morgan Marina, we can have a couple hundred. So we're, we're sort of uh, decentralizing a weigh-in location uh, yeah, for this. Spreading out the chaos a little bit. Exactly. I well, like not only that, like you say, it gets back to allowing people that are in different parts of the coastline to compete. Yeah, for um, sure. I, I really like that. You know, you, you were talking about some of the prizes. That's another area things have changed a lot because oh, yeah. there's some young folks, there's some amateurs getting paid big time for winning some of these tournaments let's talk That's about right. the new prizes that are out there yeah so when, when you when you have nationwide tournaments not only do you have large number of anglers competing and paying in their their fees uh, you also have some big sponsors that can put on a some some pretty decent prizes uh, one of the examples we have right now it's a year-long tournament it's called uh big bass zone and it's actually a Bassmaster uh sponsored tournament that is for anglers 13 to 19 years old and it has over a $300,000 payout including a scholarship a full ride scholarship I believe it's to Bethel University a bass boat and cash Um, and what they do is just like we were talking about earlier they have a leaderboard per state which is pretty cool because we're seeing fish coming in from Hawaii which is, (laughs) is unique but they have one per state and then they take in October the top person in each state and bring them to a lake uh in missouri and have a fish off there for the the prize money wow super cool i gotta get my boy out in the yard like practicing his casting accuracy you, uh, you cannot start them too young now cap it's i tell you what it's a business adventure now it is man <laughs> well i keep i keep saying all the time we got i mean we got the shaft in high school and all we couldn't fish to compete i mean these it's awesome these kids are getting oh, yeah. full-ride scholarships, surely, man. Surely, if this had been happening, you'd already be a millionaire by now with all Oh, I would work. think so. I mean, I'd probably be somewhere, somewhere. Wait, it's, out, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool talking to these uh, high schoolers. You know, they actually get to wear their jerseys during school before a tournament. They get off the day before the tournament to pre-fish. Um, they have their boats and the homecoming parades. I mean, it's, it's a pretty big deal that a lot of people just aren't familiar with right now. Sounds a lot better than getting my brains – turned to mush playing football trying to be somebody <laughs> just yeah. thinking man i could have saved a lot of knees and ankles and all that stuff but i just i was already ripping lips why not get paid for it you know <laughs> no doubt. absolutely 
man, you were talking before we started recording. We were, we were talking about this a little bit. I want you to tell the story of this eighth grader in North Alabama. Yeah, we, we actually have a, uh, a kid. I think he's 14 years now, 14 years old now, but he was 13 last year in, in eighth grade. And uh, last year, through multiple different tournaments, he actually brought in $53,000 as an eighth grader in tournament winnings. And he was able to, to purchase his own boat. So he has a better boat than his dad now. You think he'll adopt me? <laughs> I don't think it works like that, Joe. I need, I need a support system. It sounds like, he sounds like he's on the way up. Hey, John, tell us a little bit about Crank for Bass and those tagged bass that we were talking about. Yeah, so uh, one of the parts of our system, and, and some of your listeners use it right now for the tagged fish for CCA, um, we have an entire division on the tournament side for tagged fish. And one of the groups that's actually using it is a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a club out of Birmingham or actually Lake Martin uh, called OGS and OGS puts on about 30 tournaments a year. And they decided this year, they're going to do something called uh, crank for bank. And it actually uh, there's 200 tagged fish in Lake Martin and it's open, I believe until July 4th, it started April 1st. And um, it's a, virtual tournament. So they have big, nice prizes for standard fish you're catching, but then they also have 200 fish that are tagged. And one of those fish is worth uh, a, a truck. Uh, two fish are worth uh, bass boats. And then one fish is actually worth a million dollars. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So at the end of, and right now, as we're recording this, uh, what is it? May 19th, there are, uh, I think nine, tagged fish that have been caught out of 200. Wow. You reckon Norm with Southeastern Pond Management let me get that electro fishing boat to go up to <laughs> Lake Martin? Yeah, we can find those dudes. I get a sane or something. We can get them out of there. <laughs> they ain't never seen me with a cast net. Uh, no doubt. <laughs> well, well, the one cool part about that tournament is actually we're working with uh, with the state on all the tagged fish. They're able to, to grab the data because not only when the anglers submit the fish, when they catch the tagged fish, um, they know where they caught it, but then they also know where it was released. So they're getting, they're going to be getting data from years on out uh, about yeah, these cool. tagged fish, just like CCA does with the, the redfish and specs. What do you do if you catch one of these tagged fish? So in this tournament, you uh, put the fish on a measuring device. Uh, you take a, you open up the fishing chaos app and you submit a catch to the tournament. Uh, you put the length uh, and the tag ID in the proper fields, gotcha. then you hit submit. And for this specific tournament, the rules are you have to cut the tag and keep the tag with you and you can release the fish. That makes sense. And then you just, you know, bring it on July. I think it's July 4th or July 10th is when they have their big sort of end of uh, tournament party and they're going to announce the winners. And so you have to bring the tags with you. Nice. Man, you know, you can't make that kind of thing happen without some really good sponsors and that can be the toughest part of putting on any kind of event is finding sponsors, finding, finding businesses that want to be a part of it, but they've jumped right on board. I mean, that's, that's, it's almost been like immediate adoption from a lot of these brands and a lot of these businesses. Why, why do you think they took to it so quick? Cause you usually folks are kind of resistant to change. Yeah. Well, um, like we said earlier, the, the pandemic changed everything. I think it's sped up technology in the fishing world by at least five years. Um, these brands are, they're no longer going to fishing tournaments. They're no longer 
going cool. to trade shows. That's what I was just about to say. All the trade shows were canceled and all that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so not only do they need to stay engaged with their current customers, there's also, I, I, I don't know the numbers offhand, but I know that it was at least 15 million new anglers since March of 2020 wow. that are brand new uh, out. And before that, there was 50 million anglers in the U.S. Uh, now there's, you know, at least 65 million. And so they're trying to figure out how to, how to capture that new angler and the new angler could be a high schooler. It could be a, you know, a retiree and they're just trying to figure out what can they do to help not only the, the fishing side of it, but the, the brand awareness that goes with these guys fishing. And, you know, we have some big, big name brands that have put on multiple tournaments with on our platform. Um, I mean, we did one with, we did a couple with salt life. Um, we have, you know, we've done, I think three or four with Livingston lures uh, which unique story about that. This was, that was a bass tournament. They also did a redfish, but the bass tournament, they had to have the Livingston lure that it was caught on in the photo and the uh, sales spiked the top lure that was used. And so they got it a good kick out of, you know, seeing their sales spike just because of somebody caught a, in this case, I think it was a 24 inch bass or something on a specific lure. So, you know, if somebody else catches a fish on that lure, you're going to go buy that lure as well. No doubt. Um, and then we also have had, you know, stuff with the Discovery Channel, Peter Miller. Uh, we've done a couple large tournaments with Fish USA. Uh, we just finished a high school and college tournament with Strike King and Lose. And, you know, these big brands are, you know, putting it out there. And it, it, typically they're all free to fish. Um, so you just, you know, sign up and, and you fish. It's pretty cool. Well, speaking of sponsors, let's take a quick break to hear from some of the folks who make this show possible. And we'll talk to you again here in a minute. This week's show is brought to us by Killer Doc. As anglers, we put a lot of time, money, and passion into fishing, but most of us do not have a fish cleaning station that we are proud of. Many of us are suffering from dock dysfunction. A rod and table with rusty metal, this is just no good. But the dock enhancement that we've all been waiting for is finally here. Killer Doc uses marine-grade aluminum to make fabulous fish cleaning tables and stunning canopies that will keep us out of the sun. Killer Doc combines durability, function, and design to uniquely upgrade your entire dock experience. Visit KillerDoc.com to see more. Also brought to you by Foster Contracting, Fortified Roofing Pros. Did you know you could save up to 40% on your homeowner's insurance with a fortified roof? Learn more at fortifiedroofingpros.com or call them at 251-973-9999. And also brought to you by CCA Alabama. Pick up your distinctive Alabama saltwater fishing license plate at revenue.alabama.gov. And also brought to you by Hilton's Real-Time Navigator. The days of heading out and blindly looking for good fishing areas are pretty much over. Don't waste time and money on fuel searching for fish. You need the most recent, highest resolution images to not only know where to go, but more importantly, where not to go. The knowledge provided by today's technology is critical when planning an offshore fishing trip. Make the choice that professional captains all over the Gulf make and choose Hilton's Real-Time Navigator. The easy-to-use interface and excellent customer service will have you on the fish every time you go. Check it out at hiltonsoffshore.com. All right, John. So we have all of these new anglers that are participating on this awesome platform. I know you, t- you mentioned all the clubs and the high school teams that can now be involved. And this is all through the Fishing Chaos app, correct? That's correct. Yeah. All, all of these anglers are all signing up for free. Um, they're fishing the tournaments that, you know, maybe cost money, but a lot of them are free for the, the brand side. So it's really easy and affordable to, to start tournament fishing uh, with this new style of tournaments. It's not just clubs, though. It's not just clubs and individual anglers. I mean, you've talked about some of them, youths, high school teams, college teams. 
there's the clubs, there's individual anglers. Now you've even got companies mm -hmm. uh, that are putting on tournaments for their employees for as company tournament. Yeah. Who else is out there? I mean, who isn't fishing, I guess, is what we ought to be asking. Well, it's, it's the new golf. <laughs> um, it was pretty funny. We ran across a statistic last year that, you know, we mentioned earlier, there's over 50 million at the time, 50 million anglers. Puts it in perspective, there's only about 23 million golfers. And so some of these, you know, companies that are used to having these golf tournaments, they're actually switching over to fishing tournaments. And it's, it's actually easier to have a fishing tournament with, you know, 2000 anglers than it is a golf tournament with 2000 golfers. Um, we, we're going, you know, anywhere from the, the engineering firms. We have um, a couple of pipe fitter firms, uh, some oil and gas stuff. Uh, where there, there's some big companies that have some big tournaments and then also the organizations. I mean, like we have, we have a lot of Mardi Gras organizations that, um, that you'll see our name associated with. Um, you'll also have the conservation groups. Uh, like we talked about earlier, we've done, I guess in the last three weeks, we've probably done four CCA Texas tournaments. We are about to push a nationwide first responders tournament. Um, that's going to be a, a pretty cool tournament that in, that is a charity based tournament, but it's going to be nationwide. So it went from having a, you know, maybe a two, 300 person cap to unlimited number of anglers and they're going to be all fishing on their own time. So That's what cool. I'm hearing is that it doesn't matter who you are. There's people interested in beating other people. That's fine. Absolutely. And bragging about it. Well, speaking right. of that, I mean, that's a lot of the reason why a lot of people don't fish in tournaments is that, you know, maybe they've never fished in a tournament before and, they're kind of just like, I don't I'm not going out there and get humiliated. Or intimidated, exactly. <laughs> or, yeah, they're just intimidated by the whole process. But you, you're starting to see a lot more folks competing who've never competed before. I think the virtual aspect of that makes that a lot easier off school to yeah. overcome. Yeah, and, and you're actually seeing some of these guys that, you know, are coming out of their shell and, you know, they're dominating uh, on these virtual ones where you've never heard of them before. Mm, uh, I feel like you know, one, one of you know. <laughs> Well, one of the things that these bass tournaments has really shown us, and we've taken a little bit to the saltwater side, uh, we did this with uh, Captain Garmison's uh, Winter Classic. We had uh, the Average Joe, which is a new style leaderboard for, you know, this area, I think. And it basically is a five fish bag in the bass world, but it's not the top spot. It's the average bag actually wins a prize. And mm -hmm. so it does allow for... Uh, for Joe to, to win something. Finally, Joe, something for you, buddy. Yeah. They even <laughs> named it after me. I know. Great name. All right. So, so John, so as a, you know, as a consumer, as an individual fishing, I have many opportunities to fish on multiple different bodies of water. Basically you're competing against anybody that you want to compete against and whatever species that you want to compete against. And multiple tournaments at one time. That's true too. That, that That's, that's another thing that we've really seen, you know, we have uh, right now we have about 600 active tournaments that are online of those a lot of them are cross-marketing you might have a nationwide tournament and a local tournament that both have bass or speckled trout or redfish and you can fish both of them with submission one you know submitting the fish one time well, it still gets my judged. Next question yeah yeah it still gets judged by the two separate tournaments but sure. it's from the angler's point of view you know, it does, it's done automatically. You don't have to do anything special. You submit a fish and, you know, there's different rules that we really haven't gotten into about the, you know, how to prevent cheating and all that kind of stuff. But, but we do that. Um, and they're able to, if they meet all the requirements, one fish can go to as many tournaments as they're signed up for. 
That's sweet. So if I fish like 12 weekends in a row and one weekend I catch a giant lunker of a specimen and I'm in 12 tournaments that weekend and I win them all. And then I don't win anything for the rest of the other 11 weekends I fished. Does that, does that still make me a good angler? I mean, at that point, a lucky one. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'd rather be lucky <laughs> than good any day. Right? I, I, was, exactly. I mean, that's cool. Though. I mean, if you have, if you, if you are gonna fish and that's the thing, most guys don't get to fish that much. Let's be honest. I mean, yeah. Yeah. most guys got a lot of, a lot of things. And I say, guys, I mean, people have a lot of things tugging at their time, whether that be their family, their work, their, you know, all the different responsibilities they've got. And so if you can go fishing and you want to compete, why not compete in multiple tournaments? That's so cool. I mean, you just otherwise wouldn't be able to really do that at all without these changes. Right. Yeah. One of the, the cool new features that we have, there's a multiple reasons people configure the tournaments for this is they have dates available to fish. So just like what we were talking about in the trifecta, you're able to pick your way in. Um, if this is a week long tournament, but you only legally, they only allow you to fish one day. Mm-hmm. So you pick the day that you're going to fish. So the guys that work on the weekends, they can, they can fish on Monday or Tuesday. And the guys that want to can only fish on weekends, they can fish, but you are only allowed to fish one day or maybe two days. So you pick yeah, your day cool. before you even, uh, fish. I like that. So we've talked about the advantages to the individual. Let's talk about the advantages on the flip side of that as a, say, a term, tournament director. We've already established that this has changed the game entirely for the individual and the tournaments. Um, tell us a little bit about the tournament platform, you know, me being a, a, a director of a tournament. Yeah, so the, uh, the biggest thing is it's fully configurable. So if you come up with a tournament situation, more than likely – uh, we can handle it just through configuration changes, uh, which you as the tournament director are in full control of. So you have the admin rights to all, all the uh, tournaments you're the director for. Uh, but then there's also the cost. There's no upfront cost to these tournament directors. You know, the barrier to entry is, is pretty, pretty easy. You just have to make sure you have the audience, uh, which we also help out with that on that. But the, you know, from our side, the tournaments can pass our fees to the anglers or they can eat the fees and they're small fees. So it's, it's not like it's a, you know, a lot up front. Huge chunk. Right. Yeah. That's sweet, man. What other technology features? I mean, we talked about these virtual tournaments, but y'all's platform, the fishing chaos platform has really been integral in allowing for this expansion and these new types of fishing tournament opportunities. So like, I mean, if a, if a tournament director and y'all have had a lot of tournament directors who've been running tournaments for a long time, move over to using the fishing chaos platform, really at no, at, at no downside to them. But what are some of the upsides besides that? Like what you've already mentioned that no upfront cost and what is a tournament director getting by working through you guys? Well, the first thing is we handle everything on the digital ticket sales. So you don't have to go use a third party company to sell digital um, one of the things that I think everybody's aware of is a lot of these tournaments, the majority of their ticket sales are the last two days when everybody goes and looks at the weather. Um, and then all the way up to, you know, if the tournament starts at 5 a.m., we're selling tickets all the way to 5 a.m. And they don't really have to worry about any of that. The system has a full live leaderboard configuration. Uh, so you don't have to, you know, if you want to, you can have the, the whiteboard or whatever at your, the tournament location, but more than likely they, you can have a digital leaderboard. We have a, uh, a data pipe for, 
you know, a big leaderboard or on stage like the, the ADSFR had last couple of years. Uh, we provide those leaderboards to the production crew and they, they put all that data on the live leaderboard. So you don't necessarily have to have the grease boards anymore. You still can, but you're going to be changing them constantly. Um, the anglers themselves are able to look at that leaderboard uh, out on the water. On the so app, from right? Conserva- exactly, exactly. Um, on the conservation side, you know, if, uh, if, there's a, if they're allowing overslot specs in our area and somebody has a seven-pound spec already weighed in and you catch a six-pounder and, it, you know, there's only one payout, you know, you can release that fish. You don't have to bring them in. You can always take pictures and do everything you need. Sure. Um, but you, you know, you can, you can release that. And, uh, we, in our bass tournaments, a lot of guys love it because, you know, the, the pre-spawn when the fish are spawning, they're on beds and the typical tournament takes them off their beds. They might run 30 miles to the weigh-in location and then they're released. You know, I think they've done, they've had some studies about do those fish go back? Um, do they stay around? Uh, there's a, there's a large mortality rate. So what you're seeing is a, you know, a lot of the bass tournaments moving towards that MLF style where there's, you know, judging the fish right there on the boat and releasing it right where they caught it. Um, mm-hmm. So it allows a lot of that kind of stuff uh, along with full feeds. So like our club management tool, you can have a club feed and you can see every single thing happening in that club. You can see that Joe moved from sixth place to fifth place. Um, you know, such and such join the club, such and such register for this tournament. And so, you know, you're, you're able to see all of that live, which the anglers really are loving. Butch, do you you see how when John talks about Joe in the theoretical, he's always boosting Joe up. Joe's always doing better and better and better. Do you ever notice how he does that? As long as it helps you, buddy, that's all that really matters. Well, I appreciate you, John. (laughs) I can just tell that you've got my best interest at heart. uh, You know, the, the, uh, you were talking about the conservation aspect of this. And I think that's awesome because there's no, there's just no doubt about it. And I'm not against fishing tournaments, but there's no doubt about it. They put an inordinate amount of pressure for a particular species purely for our enjoyment. I mean, it's not, it's not something that the fish need to have happening. Yeah. Um, so anything we can do as anglers to protect the resource, which really should be our, Again, I'm not, I'm not against killing fish. It's just, it, it should be our focus to protect the resource that we've got so we can kill them later. Why not? Um, <laughs> we, have, well, we have the ability to let those fish live. I mean, why, that's why right. You... That's right. But, you know, that one of the things is, I think there's just more tournaments out there than you could ever imagine. I mean, you're talking about there's 600 live tournaments right now. How many tournaments are y'all coordinating each year? And are, are we to the point where we've, we've hit a max on that? No, we, so this year we're probably going to end up, um, well, we've already done over 3000. Um, and that sounds like a lot when, except when you look at what the, the U S is with the average uh, number of tournaments per year in the U S is 50,000 tournaments. And those are just the ones that are documented. Right. Um, that doesn't count the, you know, the, the boat ramp beat downs and things mm-hmm. like that. That's what we call it when Butch and I go fishing. That's right. <laughs> But we do a lot of those, but the, the, you know, we are only starting to scratch the surface with these tournaments. There's a lot of them out there that are still on, you know, pen and paper on the back of a truck. And, you know, we've done tournaments where there's been two anglers and we've been tournaments when there's, you know, 8,000 anglers. We've done one tournament where there was 180 schools and one kid submitted 2000 fish. Wow. wow. He's doing some work. 
Yeah. He, he was sitting on a pond that had a whole lot of brim. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And it was the, it was the first month of uh, no school in that, you know, March or April timeframe last year. And so uh, that their, their group of schools started a e sports club the year before and had success in it. So this year they started a, a fishing club for all 180 high schools and uh, it's been very successful. That's awesome. And you know, Butch, when you were in high school, you know, you'd have liked to have been like, Hey man, I caught 2000 fish over the last month. And then people be like, yeah, sure you did, buddy. That's a nice job. You're like, no, really here's fish cast app. I, I'll log yeah, them yep. No doubt. Speaking, you can prove it. speaking of that, you know, you've got the tournaments that are benefiting from using your platform. You also got the anglers too. What are, what are the anglers getting out of this deal? So besides, you know, the, the live leaderboards and the instant communication uh, with the tournaments, you're also seeing that all statistics um, are, are kept. So you can always go back and look and see what you caught. Uh, you can see what place you had. Um, you can make it public so other people can see it as well, which is, I think, a, a first step to starting the recruitment process from college to high school. But it also on the, the, the people that have already gone through that route, um, it's their bragging board. And so you can see everything you've done, um, totally up to you, whether you make it public or not, but you know, every, if you fish the, the rodeo and you wanted to, to see what you did three years ago, it's right there in the same spot as the one, two years ago and one last year. So you can get all of that in one spot. Uh, so it's, it's real easy to, to go back and see. Um, we also have a lot of tournaments that are the physical kill or live release tournaments of the bass side where they may maybe have a couple of days pre-fishing. Uh, you're seeing a lot of these groups put on pre-fishing tournaments that are the CPR style tournaments. So when you log a fish, you actually submit it to your own catch log as well. So you're sitting there collecting your own information and you're able to go back to those spots. And so just like when you, you know, you get on a, a good feed on pre-spawn or whatever it is, you find a location, you hit the man overboard button on your, yeah. your GPS unit to mark a spot. You just catch a fish and you log the fish and, and we do that for you. And so you can always go back to that spot and you can always see, you know, any of the information, uh, as much information as you want to put in there. You know, you, you, it's, it's all private for you and you get to go back and look at it. Butch, I think of all of the captain's guides that we've interviewed over the years on all of our fishing reports, I think there's been two, two things that have stuck out to me that they all say. One is that the one, the person who can cover the most ground typically is going to win. And that could mean in the form of longer casts, faster boat, you know, whatever mm -hmm. that may be. But two is just about every single person we've ever interviewed keeps some kind of a catch log. Yep. They're tracking Great. what they've done, where they've done it, and trying to go back and reverse engineer those conditions yeah. for whatever they got today. And I, I mean, I think that's a big, a big benefit to what you guys have going on, John. But I mean, there, there's a free version and, and a paid version, right? For, for anglers. So, you know, if, a, for, for the, for the guys that are, I mean, everybody can get on and get it for free. If somebody wants to pay, what are they getting uh, by, by paying? Yeah. So we have a couple different, subscription levels um and they're always changing we're always adding stuff to it but you know the way we make money is by the convenience fee on the tickets that's why there's no upfront cost to the tournaments typically the anglers pay it it's just like if you're you know buying a concert ticket you see the small convenience fee uh, that's how we make money and if you are a paid subscriber 
which is, you know, our lowest cost version is $3.99 a month, then you actually, we waive those fees for you. So you just pay whatever the ticket fee is. Now, if you sign up for the annual uh, subscription level, which is uh, you basically pay for 11 months and we give you one month free, then we also have a lot of different promotions that go with that. We give you uh, e-bucks, $20 e-bucks for Fish USA. Um, we, we give e-bucks for Salt Life. We give e-bucks for Fins Apparel. We give discounts for Catch, uh, which are some of the measuring board products. Um, lots of different you know, promotions that basically pays for itself. Um, just those three products are over $60 worth of value. So you know, if you wanted to pay, great. If not, you don't have to. Then you just pay. You know, if you're only fishing a couple tournaments a year, then, you know, it might not be worth it to you. But if you are some of these guys, I mean, we have guys that fish, you know, 10 to 15 tournaments a month. Now that they don't have to physically go to 10 sure. to 15 different spots, they're able to fish 10 to 15 tournaments a month. And, you know, at a couple bucks a tournament, that adds up pretty quickly for those guys. So they mm-hmm. just pay the three ninety nine a month, and they don't pay any of those fees. It's a win-win. Man, pay 33 get 60 uh, That math even makes sense to Butch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not so good with the numbers. <laughs> well, John, you know, there's a lot of new stuff going on with fishing tournaments. That's no doubt. The thing we want to leave everybody with this week, though, is that Fishing Chaos is the newest partner to the Great Days Outdoors family, uh, but additionally, the podcast network. And what you guys are going to be bringing to the table, I'm really excited about. And that's going to be weekly updates on all of our podcasts. Uh, with regards to what fishing tournaments we've got coming up based on what podcast you're on. So if you're listening to the Alabama Saltwater or the Northwest Florida or Alabama Freshwater, and as we expand uh, more and more and more, you're going to be coming on and somebody from Fishing Chaos is going to be coming on letting us know what's going on this weekend. So in keeping with that, what's going on this weekend in terms of fishing tournaments for you know guys in the Alabama, Northern Gulf Coast area? Uh, what do you want to highlight in you know, because we won't be able to go through them all, tell everybody where they can go to find every tournament that's available to them uh, through Fishing Chaos. Yeah, I appreciate that. The, um, the easiest thing on the app is the tournament page, which is the default page it brings you to. And one of the things you'll see on there is, depending upon physically where you are geographically, we show different things. So if you're, you know, opening up the app around the, you know, the Alabama, Florida area, you're going to see some of those tournaments as opposed to maybe in California, you'll see other ones. Um, but around here, you're actually, you know, we, we have a, a couple large tournaments that are uh, spinning up right now that are physical tournaments. So June 5th, we have the Ben Dunham's Legacy Tournament, uh, which is a great tournament. It's a, it's a benefit tournament. And um, you can get all the information on, on the Fish and Chaos app for that. Registration and tickets are, are open right now. We also just kicked off the uh, Jimmy Sanders Memorial Lionfish Tournament. And that just started a couple of days ago. And it is a catch photo, do not release um, lionfish. <laughs> catch photo, tournament. <laughs> catch photo, grind their bones into dust. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but that, that one's lasting throughout the entire year. And they have some great prizes. And, and, you know, it's one of those things where you go out and I think, you know, last year people were bringing in hundreds, you know, I think one guy brought in, you know, 500. And so you're able to see that sort of, you know, help the environment a little bit with, with getting rid of some of these invasive species. We're seeing the same thing with snakeheads in the North over in the, the Northwest Florida side, 
I think on June 5th, we have the 30th annual Gulf Breeze Sertoma Family Fishing Rodeo, um, which is a, a great tournament. It um, has a lots of different fish. It has a junior and an adult division. And, you know, that one, that one would be great for an in-person family event. On the fi- uh, virtual side, which we can always a virtual because, you know, they're typically nationwide. We talked about the, the BBZ one, which is the Big Bass Zone, which you can still register for that. That's another thing is a lot of these tournaments that are virtual, they, uh, they keep the registration open as long as you catch the fish. It depends on the rules, but sometimes a couple hours after you register. So you can register at any time. Um, we also have multiple kayak bass fishing tournaments. So if you're into the kayak world and you're into the bass world, um, I would say we have over 300 kayak bass tournaments right now that are, that you can join that are, you know, some are nationwide, some are local. Um, and then, you know, we also have some, some other, you know, groups and organizations that you can just find on there and you'll never know that, you know, they are having a tournament except if you find them. Um, so that's, that's sort of what we're talking about. Over the next couple of weeks, there's going to be more coming. Um, like we talked about that trifecta tournament, that should be a great one. One of the things I wanted to point out on that is uh, we're actually going to be giving away spots to fish um, with Captain Kurt and Bombshell during uh, the second week of June. So we're going to be drawing, doing random drawings for people that register early. Uh, it's also going to be part of the prize packages. I know that... Um, uh, Saltwater Fanatics is putting on a, a snapper talk by Matt, Mike Kennedy, I think Thursday before the tournament. And um, we're going to announce some of the winners for the, the fishing with bombshell uh, there at the, the snapper talk. The fishing with bombshell sounds pretty nice, but I don't know them tagged million dollar bass running around up in the garden. <laughs> well, that's another one. That one lasts until my attention. July 4th, you know, get, get up there and, uh, and catch, catch some of those bass. John, this has been fun, man. I, I appreciate you coming on and telling us everything that's going on, not only with you guys, but nationwide with fishing tournaments. Sounds like it's an exciting time to be in the, the fishing tournament business, at least if you're on the technological side, uh, because things are definitely headed, headed that direction. Like you said, we're going to be talking to you each week from, from here on out and finding out what's going on uh, with fishing tournaments uh, near folks that are in our audiences. And we're excited to have you on board and just appreciate you being a part of the network and helping keep this free uh, for, for so many people uh, that, that utilize these reports. We, we appreciate your support, man. Yeah, well, I think it'll be a great partnership. Yep. It's going to be cool to see the tournament schedule. It's also going to be in print. You forgot to mention that, Joe. It's going to be in Great Days Outdoors magazine. It's going to be in Great well Days Outdoors online. magazine. You're going to be able to, yeah, you're going to be able to check it out on greatdaysoutdoors.com. We're going to give you just about as many ways to figure out which, if you've got a tournament near you. <laughs> That's as, right. As you, can, as you can imagine. So if you want to compete, what, we got you. Yeah. yeah well, one, one thing I did not mention that I, I forgot about, um, and th- this is pretty cool, the uh, – Yes, there's an organization out of Europe that uh, has 58 million members, and they are the organization that are should be bringing fishing to the Olympics. Wow! Um, and so, one of the cool things about us is uh, we have uh, we're running the qualifiers for Team USA in certain divisions, and so you can go online right now. And the the one that's open is the Team USA kayak kayak tournament that will i don't know how many how many people get to be on team usa but that one tournament is going to be deciding who gets to fish 
uh, for Team USA in the international events. So there's a lot of international stuff going on as well. So what you're saying is I need to start training, right? Yes. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> All right, right, I'm ready. I'm ready. See, this is where I, you were talking earlier about how you feel like you got the shaft, Butch. I mean, like yeah. the money, the money, you know, that would have been nice. I'm sure I would have won a lot of money, but gold medals is what I'm all about, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like it'd be very similar to Michael Phelps, I feel like. Yeah, I should probably be up there competing <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> awesome show, John. We appreciate you being on, man. We really do look forward to seeing the tournament schedules every week. Appreciate it, guys. All right, folks, that's going to wrap up this special episode with Fishing Chaos. John, we appreciate you being on the show and appreciate you being a sponsor. Joe, it's always good to record something with you, man. Glad you uh, got to see me today. Yeah, it was uh, it was your pleasure. Yeah, no doubt, man. That's going to wrap it up this week, folks. You guys, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll catch you all next week. You guys keep whacking them. This week's Alabama Saltwater Fishing Report was brought to you by Bucks Island. They have new pontoon boats, bass boats, bow riders, and aluminum boats for sale. They provide boat service on all kinds of boats, even if they weren't purchased from Bucks. Visit them at 4500 Highway 77 in Southside, Alabama, or give them a call at 256-442-2588. And also brought to you by Day Cool Heating and Air, your home performance specialist. Contact them at 251-260-3858 or check them out online at www.daycoolair.com. License number AL07028. And also brought to you by Advanced Transmission in Spanish Fort. Give the professionals a call who have been trusted on the Gulf Coast for over 25 years at 251-626-6061 or check them out online at www.advanced-transmission.com. And also brought to you by Test Calibration. Test Calibration, your source for sales and service of diesel turbochargers and fuel injection systems since 1976. Contact them at 800-822-0057 or visit them online at testcalibrationdieselandturbo.com. And also brought to you by Sam Stop and Shop is your one-stop shop located at 27122 Canal Road in Orange Beach, Alabama. Sam's has a little bit of everything, including a deli, inshore, offshore, shore and surf fishing tackle they also have bait clothing groceries name brand sunglasses and so much more stop by and shop or call them at 251-981-4245 today this week's saltwater fishing report is brought to you by angelo di paola the coastal connection with exp realty your boating and beach property specialist check me out on facebook at angelo di paola realtor the coastal connection or call me direct at 850-287-3 Four four zero, And also brought to you by the Alabama Marine Resources Division. The Alabama Marine Resources Division reminds all recreational anglers that gray trigger fish, greater amberjack, or red snapper must be reported through snapper check prior to landing the fish in Alabama. For more information about snapper check, please visit OutdoorAlabama.com.